welcome to When Women Speak Stories Worth Telling, a series of interviews with ordinary, extraordinary women sharing their stories, including answering three questions on something that inspired, a game-changing moment, and what the words When Women Speak say to them. Stories don't define who you are or determine the future, and yet they paint a vivid landscape of the world through a particular lens. That view can change in an instant, and there's something powerful in sharing our stories, learning and unlearning together, and setting them free, stripping us back to the essence of who we are. Who would you be without your story? Hello, Sarah here, your host for Stories Worth Telling. In this episode, we hear from Laura Wood, a photographer and educator based in South Yorkshire, England. Laura is mum to two young boys with motherhood and daily life inspiring much of her photography. She finds catharsis through self-portraiture by taking feelings and emotions out of her head and heart and holding a mirror up to herself by way of the camera. This process has given Laura a tangible way of dealing with everything from sleep deprivation, symptoms of depression and anxiety, to overwhelming love and gratitude. In this episode, we get to hear what this year has been like for Laura, the importance of breathing, speaking your truth whilst not diminishing others, creating an online community that feels safe for people to show up as they are, how it's okay to express yourself and indulge in life's pleasures, and moving beyond people-pleasing. The photography community for women Laura co-founded with her sister Sarah is called Flock Live and is a space dedicated to elevating the position of women in photography. Committed to encouraging women to find their voice and letting it speak loudly through their art. To find ways to connect with Laura, you'll find all of the details on the show notes and you'll also find all of the ways to connect with When Women Speak on the show notes too. And we love to hear your comments, so please do get in touch. So welcome to another episode of Stories Worth Telling. And this one is slightly different because we're also going to be showing it as a video on the When Women Speak public public page. Woo! <laughs> <I'm nervous laughs> So our guest, Laura um, Wood, today is going to, um, well, and, and myself, we're going to do our best not to make too many mistakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that it all runs smoothly watching it on video as well as um, being able to listen to it on the audio podcast as well. So Laura, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been following um, your podcast and it's just brilliant. So I'm delighted to be here. And also it's just always nice to speak to you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you. <laughs> And it would be just great to start with what's going on right now. We've kind of got it's interesting times in the UK from today with um, another uh, lockdown due to the um, the COVID pandemic. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious, how how are you feeling right now in this moment? And is there anything you need right now as well, Laura? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably like many feeling a little bit overwhelmed with not just what's happening in the UK but worldwide at the moment and I think that's been true sort of for much of this year and um, feeling pe other people's pain as well as my own sort of worries and concerns as well. Um, glad to be doing this I think connecting like this is really important when there's so much going on because just 
sort of seen and heard by one another is, is really helpful. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing okay mostly. I think I said to you when you said this is going to be video, so try not to sort of have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said I'll keep it together as much as is possible for me right now and in life in general, and I will try my best. But yeah, I think there's just so much to be felt, isn't there, at the moment? And and this year is just. Um, I think having to pivot so much in my business and stuff is just being tiring. So I'm tired. I'm tired mostly, tired and overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, feeling hopeful that things will get better and just trying to find sort of glimmers of positivity in what's been a difficult year, really. Mm. And in terms of what you sense you need right now? Sleep, um, to breathe, Um it's a funny one with the with the new lockdown in a way because the, obviously there are lots and lots of reasons to not want it um, and this situation's so layered and I worry about everybody within all of those different layers. At the same time, I was meant to have a really, really busy November um, work-wise and now that I've come to terms with that not happening, I'm actually feeling glad of the space to just breathe and be and think about what I've been through this year I think because as you know we had the flock conference um that was due to run in March and that was cancelled so we've sort of been treading water with that and trying to um act but actually I don't feel like I've ever sat and sat with the feelings and the sadness that came from making that decision um likewise with my own photography business which has been it's been difficult it's almost like I've not had that time to sort of process and grieve the losses that have come with this year so I think what I need is just to go inwards a little bit and think about just taking a breath and and stop trying to pivot and to make it crack and to make it work which is very much my nature but actually you burn out don't you if you if you don't have to take that time to process um how it's felt how this year's felt so I'm just going to breathe, I think, for a little bit. That's what I need. I need to breathe. Mm, that sounds delicious. And mm-hmm. um, I resonate a lot with that. Last week on the the Women Speak page um, for this Change Happens campaign, Kathy Bell was on there and she was talking, well, she's a breathwork healer, um, and she was talking about breathwork. And it is so, so important and also it's it sounds so simple doesn't it to breathe but when you really start to explore breath you realize that oh my goodness I'm most of the time breathing very shallowly um you know and it's our life force and we're not taking it in yeah it's uh yeah it's fascinating so yeah I really resonate with with what you're sharing there about taking time to be still and to breathe and in regards to um, try to avoid having a meltdown, meltdowns are, of, of course, welcome. <laughs> All of you is welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I've had enough. I've had quite a few meltdowns this year. Um, and, yeah, they've been interesting. But, yeah, I know I can I can be myself with you, so I'm not, I'm not too worried. Um, but it's interesting that you brought up the, um, so the speakathon that you did in When Women Speak. I watched one of the breath um, work things. And last night I woke up with uh, major anxiety, typical time around three o'clock in the morning, and thought, I'm never going to get back to sleep. 
my brain is such a rabbit hole of um, worry and I started to go down that rabbit hole and I just laid and breathed and I went back to sleep and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Couldn't believe it happened was because of having just thinking about it having watched the videos um at the speakathon just yeah I actually I need to breathe I need to breathe properly and not running around at 100 miles an hour like you said that shallow breathing and not really yeah taking the breaths properly and feeling them so yeah yeah there's something about really being in the body isn't there and most of the time we're like these floating heads yeah. <laughs> and do, 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 yeah. rather than being, being in the body and being grounded. So, yeah, I love what you're sharing there. OK, so I'm going to ask one of our questions yeah. that we ask all of our podcast guests. And I'm going since you mentioned the speakathon that we that we um, that we ran a few weeks back, I'm going to ask you, what do the words when women speak say to you, Laura? Oh, so this was the hardest question for me because it sort of says a lot and I want to try and not um, go on forever. But I think something that I've come to realise as I'm older is that I'm always speaking, even if the words aren't falling out of my mouth. It's the way that I move through life. It's the way that I nurture my children. And not all of that it involves anyone really being able to hear with their ears anyway what it is that I'm saying. And it's the way that we cast our votes it's the way that we sign petitions it's it's everything it's the way that we move through life um and I think there's great power in letting those words fall out um, in whatever sort of space you find yourself in or, or whoever you find yourself with and um, because those words sit within anyway those words aren't they're they're part of us they're not going to sort of go away all those feelings that we have that internal sort of dialogue that's forever running for me it's, it's non-stop um, it's part of me at my core so by being afraid to let sort of any of that spill out it doesn't make it doesn't make my life easier by not showing up and speaking because it sits it sits within me it, it's how I move it's how I move through the world it's everything that everything that I am and everything that I do um, and I'm learning to honor um, that internal dialogue really and to find the confidence to to speak aloud something that I find very um, nerve-wracking actually and I, I've been trying to dig into it a little bit why do I find it so scary to speak in this sort of situation or to go live or anything and I think it's because I don't think it's the act of speaking as in my mouth is open and words are coming out because I do that every day I mean I'm a real chatterbox I'd speak to anyone and um, I think it's more that part of when you're sharing your truth, realising that it may not connect with some people because it's not their truth. We all have our own truths. But um, so I think that's the thing that sort of holds me back. But what I do realise is, especially in the spaces um, that I sort of look after in the photography community, there's real value in sharing your truth because it allows, not allows, but gives that people that sense of being able to speak their own truths and then real connection um, it is born from that. And I think it's become easier for me through photography because when I struggle sometimes in this rabbit hole of a, a brain that I've got with anxiety or sleep deprivation because of the children or whatever it is, or just maybe a, a sense of feeling alone in the world because sometimes even when we speak, 
if that truth isn't someone else's truth, you might not get back from that person what you wanted to get. And that can feel quite lonely. So through photography and self-portraiture and talking about the, the good stuff, the bad stuff, everything in between, I've connected with so many women whose, whose truth is similar to my truth. And that's been really powerful for me. And in terms of feeling less alone and as, a, as a woman and as a mother in this world, so I said it would be long-winded, but I like long-winded. Good. You'll get that from me. One of the things that I heard in there around us speaking our truth um, is something that I've been just mindful of or just observing noticing within myself is like you mentioned how um your truth isn't necessarily the same as somebody else's um and so yeah I'm noticing a the the freedom in holding it lightly mm-hmm. the things that we um that that we feel so our opinions our preferences to yeah, to hold them lightly and to, yes, isn't it beautiful to be in community with mm. like-hearted, like-minded people? Of course it is. Of course it is. But that doesn't need to mean that you create a bubble of protection against against a different, you know, a, a different world that's out there. Does that, am I making any sense? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it makes complete sense and... I was talking about breathing earlier. It's very much about actually physically breathing, but actually pausing to think about what is it that when I speak, what what's the intention? Like I, I do believe we can speak, we can speak about anything we want, or we should be able to anyway. But in sort of line with the community side of things, um, going back to what why am I doing this like why am I doing this who is this space for um what what was our original goal and and trying to think about that really really deeply because it's changed so much this year um and and to make sure that I'm aligned my values are really aligned with um the things that I say and I speak in in that space because not everybody's truth will be my truth but then there's there's a values piece that it's 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 really so strong about what we're trying to do with that space and it's you can't expect everybody to have every same value as I have you have or or whatever but thinking about what are the broader important values that make the space the safe and welcoming creative space we wanted it to be so I've got a lot of work to do around that as well um which is definitely more about sort of going inward without reacting too quickly because I'm aware that we need to make changes and I think as somebody who has an idea and wants to I really want to make this space safer than than anywhere else in photography all these things you've got to do it slowly for it to be meaningful and for it to be truly safe and that's it's difficult for me to slow down and do things because I have a very clear vision and I have very strong value set and I kind of just want to act on that but I need to make sure it's done with truth with integrity so that's part of the slowing down and breathing thing for me as well really Mm, yeah I'm gonna ask you a little bit about the community that you're you're talking about in a moment 
But um, one thing that I that, that just popped up when you were talking about creating a safe space was I was on a call with the um, author Carolyn Elliott um, the other day. She's the author of um, Existential Kink, which is an amazing book. Um, and she was talking about one of her communities and she doesn't, doesn't say that it's a safe space. Um, she talks about it being a container, but she doesn't talk about it being a safe space because she recognised that spaces aren't necessarily safe. I'm pretty certain that I know what you mean by a safe space, which is about um, where people can show up and express themselves and they're not going to be, their experience isn't going to be invalidated. They're not going to, you know, yeah, be at the end of some hate speech and things like that. Totally understand that. But I, but I just wanted to flag that up because... I'm noticing more and more that safety seems to be about how safe can I feel in my body? How safe yeah. am I to it's then be able to go out in the world? Yeah, and it's something that's come up for me a lot over the last few months. And ultimately, I don't get to decide whether that space is safe. It, it's not for me to say. It's for me to do my absolute best to ensure that it is. But it is not my right really to say that it's safe because that's just my opinion and whether we'll ever reach the point where every single person in that space says do you know what this is really safe which I don't think actually would ever happen that everybody would say that collectively but we hope we can see it in the way that people show up and who's in the space and stuff but yeah it's not it's not my job as the founder of the space to say that it's that it's safe because actually my role in the space is fairly minimal now because the space is about the people that are within it. They created the space. I just sort of set it up. So it's, it's not really, yeah, it's not for me to say that it's safe. It's for me to hope and try for it to be safe. But I recognise that what feels safe for me doesn't feel safe for somebody else. So, yeah, that's another part of this breathing and just slowing down and thinking about the words that I use and, what I think is true, it's safe. Mm. Potentially not. And, and that's been a really big learn for me this year. And it's really shaping the way that we do things and want to move forward. And um, which is really what I said earlier, I'm excited about the future. That That's the piece, really. So really work with these new feelings and understanding because we've learned so much over this last year. Um yeah, to do our best, but we recognise it's not it's not my place to say it's safe. And that's difficult because that's letting that's it was the goal to have a safe day. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I wanted to bring it up because I I, I completely resonate um with you on that because um you know we run a when women speak group and the idea is for that to be a safe space but what you know it's like but what does that really mean um and we can simply do our best yeah um and also recognize that we're forever learning new learning new things and seeing the world afresh again and again and again so can you just share a little bit about what the community is Laura and um how you know I, sp I suppose also why you felt that um you needed to use your voice in that way of creating this community yeah so um it's a community for photographers it's a community for women and marginalized genders in photography 
Um, the reason being that there were lots of spaces that people didn't feel safe. So I think um, we can say whilst it's not that possible to say a space is safe, we do know that some spaces are unsafe because they feel so and people's experiences tell them that they are so um i mean there's like in any other industry there's pay gap issues um between genders there's um harassment in the workplace issues so all, all the issues really um that are sort of in any industry or in most industries so that was sort of the the beginning point but it's grown so much from then like the, the goal's grown so much it what it's not just about trying to create this um, safe space and this feeling of community but it's about really uplifting women and marginalized genders voices so it's about having a space um where people can learn where people can learn grow and um, build confidence in their artistic voice so i'm a big believer in that we've all got a unique obviously we've all got a unique way of seeing the world and in photography that's a real power and I would love to see people really embrace that power because photography is so visual so it's easy to get caught up in the trap of seeing what other people are doing and yeah we can be inspired by one another but actually if we all just embraced what how we see the world through through our life lens but also through a camera lens and, and learn to have the confidence to communicate in that way then that's just magical to me. So, um, yeah, so the community is really about building confidence and, and allowing people to be creative and artistic in the way that's that's just that's uniquely them. I remember some of the things that I've seen um, about Flock, particularly the conference that, you know, sadly you, you had, to, had to cancel. But when I saw all of the 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 promotion for it I was just like I so want to be a professional photographer just so that I can be going to that conference because it just sounded out of this world and just such a beautiful space to be in and learn and grow and uh, and be in community with other photographers um so yeah I just I just think what you what you're doing is amazing for professional photographers and I guess it's also for photographers who are moving in that direction to be for it being there you know one of the one of the ways that they um earn an income I mean do you also have people in the community who for them photography is it might not necessarily be how they earn their income but they are very dedicated and devoted to to that art form yeah absolutely we have quite a lot it's really mixed I would say probably the majority of us do rely on it for some sort of income some of us full-time some of us part-time but there are loads of hobbyists in there there are people who use their phones we welcome anybody who wants to be a photographer because phones are pretty good at taking photographs now and that's where I started and actually I think we'll see some of history's um, sort of greatest images from this time may be taken on iPhones. So it's it's for everybody who um, wants to embrace any form of photography. And we, we try and sort of represent as many different genres as we can. But again, it's one of those things that as it's evolved, we realise there are more of a particular style of photographer in that space. So it's looking at maybe what can we do to um, to change that. But um yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful and uplifting space and some of the sort of the um things that have come out of it beyond just learning photography and, and being inspired has been that people have had their first opportunities to teach or to speak um 
and their paid opportunities to sort of elevate the position of photographers in that way to give them the first opportunity which we know is difficult to get when you don't have the experience so that's a big thing for us as well it's about can we be that first safe space where you speak where you feel you can speak and um, teach others and then hopefully that opens loads of other other doors um, for them whether it's with flock or whoever else mm, yeah that's a, that's a really exciting piece isn't it to um to, to evolve into that kind of education learning collaboration support space brilliant okay so you touched on there a few times about inspiration so another one of our questions is what have you seen or heard that's inspired you so um what can you share with us on that Laura can you pull this up on my phone because it's okay. a little bit long-winded again but um <laughs> yeah and this might be where I go to pieces a little bit but I will try not to um <laughs> so this is something I read um it's a poem by someone called Tyler Ford um I read this maybe 10 years ago now and it's stuck with me um through life, through parenting um, and all sorts. So I will read it. Um, So, do you remember the first time you were called annoying? How your breath stopped short in your chest? The way the light drained from your eyes, although you knew your cheeks were ablaze? The way your throat tightened as you tried to form an argument that got lost on your tongue? Your eyes never left the floor that day. You were 13. You're 20 now and I still see the light fade from your eyes when you talk about your interests for too long. Apologies littering every other sentences, sentence. Words trailing off a cliff that you haven't jumped from in seven years. I could listen to you talk forever, though I know speaking for more than three uninterrupted minutes makes you anxious. All I want you to know is that you deserve to be heard for three minutes, for ten minutes, for two hours forever. There will be people who cannot handle your grace, your beauty, your wisdom, your heart, mostly because they cannot handle their own. But you will never be and have never been too much. Mm, I can understand why that will <laughs> get get you every time. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was going a little bit wobbly at the end. Well, isn't isn't that so beautiful and spot on? I mean, it's that is the story for for many, not just women. You know, that's the story for many of us, isn't it? Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, he's mm. to come back to and. I, I remember it. I remember feeling all those things as a child, as a teenager, even now as an adult. I still feel those things. Um, so that piece around remembering that you're not too much, I feel, is it always gives me a little bit of peace and a way to sort of move beyond fear. Um, because I am a very passionate person like you, Sarah, and I do talk a lot. <laughs> and I am aware that people although they may not say it to me it may be too much for them the word I may be too much for them um but I found it particularly valuable as a parent to remember those words because let's be honest there are, there are days when the kids feel like they're too much well it's honest and especially during lockdown the, the constant the noise and stuff but yeah re- remembering those words I think helps me to be a better mother and to remember that they're people just like me and if they've got something to say and it takes them 10 minutes to tell you about something that seems really small I'm just gonna let them do it as often as I 
calm not perfect not by any means but yeah so yeah. Those, those words have um are always really been important to me since I first read them mm. and I think what we can take into adulthood is that we can give that gift to ourselves so you, you what you just said there about um you know not being the perfect parent none of us will have had perfect parents and none of us if we if we um have children you know are perfect parents but we can be the mother the father to ourselves yeah so we can listen to ourselves whether it's for three minutes ten minutes an hour we can express ourselves um you know so we we can be that that parent to ourselves and the more that we do that um i i feel the more our natural expression will shine through and it can be in little ways as well um currently I'm on a on a course um called Dancing the Divine run by Deva Wild and she mentioned about how just noticing when you put off you've got you get that feeling that you need to go for it for a wee yeah (laughs) but you're like oh I'm just going to do such and such first or I'm just going to do this first I'm just going to do this first it's like would you do that to your child if your child needed was desperate to go to the toilet would you say well no you've got to wait and you're gonna we're gonna do this first and then we're gonna do this and we do this and then you can go but but that's what we do to ourselves yeah, you're so right yeah so it's kind of like put yourself first mm-hmm. do the things that, that are, you know you need to do if you need yeah. <laughs> space simple <laughs> simple you've things got to go, you've got to go. <laughs> so yeah mother yourself father yourself um gorgeous and within that poem or the piece that you read there was the bit about um you that someone can't handle you because they're not able to yeah they're not able to be with themselves I can't remember the exact exact wording of it but that also reminded me of how what a gift it can be sometimes when you notice a, a reaction to someone else's behavior or how they're, how they're showing up. Mm. Um, if you notice kind of like a, a feeling of repulsion or, you know, or wanting to turn away to, to kind of lean into that a bit and just see, Oh, what's, what's that about? Yeah. Cause I noticed that I definitely had a repulsion and a turning away from women that who were fully expressed and who were, you know, moving their arms about and, move, you know, and moving their body and, and just, you know, shaking and doing whatever <laughs> fabulousness that they were doing. And I'd be like, ooh. Yeah. And um, I recognise, ah, no, they're, they're expressing in a way that actually I want to, but I've, it's, it's been pushed into shadow, it's been re- suppressed. Yeah, that's interesting. This is a bit of a funny sort of um, take on what you've just said. But when I was younger, I remember Nigella Lawson used to be on doing the cookery thing. I love cooking. I don't know why I got it in my head that she was so irritated, like that she was irritated. I know some people, everyone's got different opinions and we're not all going to like everybody. But now as I'm older, like I want to be into myself like Nigella's into herself. <laughs> So actually, I was probably just jealous. Like, is this woman who is really feeling herself? And that's I'm so not like that, typically. 
so yeah that, that's a bit of a funny example but yeah just just thinking now oh why is it that I like her so much now and I, she used to irritate me is it because I was listening to what other people were saying about her or is it actually because I, there was some jealousy there maybe that she she's just she's so who she is and I've always found that difficult I'm getting much better as I get older to, to just be who I am and know that that's enough but um yeah well so often we're so often particularly taking the Nigella example she's very much in her feminine very sensual you know and and really enjoying food and you know and you know she's enjoying that food because she makes it very abundantly clear with sounds with gestures that she's enjoying what she's you know what she's eating and tasting and enjoying all of the sensations of it and we have been shamed ab- around pleasure. Yeah. You know, even pleasure, you know, pleasure of blinking food. And <laughs> Do you know what, though? That's how I eat cheese as well, the way that she does it. There's no difference between <laughs> I might just feel a bit nervous to do it that way in public. <laughs> because, as you say, because of what we've been conditioned to, to believe is acceptable behaviour and what it looks like to be a polite woman. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So if big takeaway from this this conversation, make sure you're really in if you're enjoying your food, let it be known. Let it be known so you can do all of that. Mm, <laughs> Next time I do a when women speak live, I'm gonna have a spatula. Just, uh, <laughs> just be warned. <laughs> okay. So our third question is. Um, what have you come to realise that could be described as a game changer? Oh, this is a really good one. Um, Really good question. So I remember um, I worked in uh, fashion retail before I went into photography and there were a couple of members of the management team I was in that I didn't particularly get along with well. Um, And and it was silly things sometimes just around, I'd say good morning, they wouldn't say good morning. I'm always smiling and they weren't always smiling and um I remember it 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 caused some tension and my manager at the time said to me your values set and the way you've been raised is so strong that you expect every single person to be what exactly like you and that could be a problem for you Laura because not everybody is like you um so that was really and I, I still struggle with that a little bit sometimes, but I'm learning that not everybody does communicate in the same way, that they that they don't say things in the same way that I would say them. And I'm sort of fluffy and long-winded, but other people are more to the point. Um, and just learning, really, that, that not everybody is the same as me and that not everybody's going to like me, <laughs> um, which as a people pleaser, tell you what, that's a... Um, a bit of pill to swallow because <laughs> I want everyone I want everyone to feel good in my company um, but I found that the more I speak my truth uh, and the way that I see the world and the more I communicate um, through my photography in a really honest way um, it, it's not going to be for everybody I posted a a semi-nude photo on Instagram and lost 2,000 followers overnight and that was interesting and it hurt it really hurt but actually it's not possibly not really about me um in that instance I don't know but 
I also gained a lot of friends when that happened. So some people went, some people connected with it and we had those conversations about body and, and whatever. Um, so yeah, it just realising that not everybody is going to sort of like what I have to say. I would hope to never offend or upset anybody, but when you do start really speaking your truth more, it's going to turn some people off, I think, and it's learning to accept that that's that's okay as long as what I'm saying comes from the heart and it's not got any harm behind it yeah I what I hear in that is around being responsible for our impact Mm. so not necessarily um filtering what you say other than you know like what you're saying you know speak from the heart and there's you know there's no reason to to be you know hate speech and stuff like that he's like what's you know what's that about um, so speak from the heart, but even speaking from the heart, that's still going to land a certain way. Yeah. So to have that, take that responsibility for the impact. Um, and in that case of speaking from the heart in terms of showing a, a particular image that you, you, you felt drawn to share, um, the impact of that was there were people that that's not for them. Yeah. That's not for them. And that's okay. But you're so right about the impact piece. Cause even if it comes from a place of love, and you think you're doing the right thing. This year's very much taught me that just because I am saying it with love and my heart is in the right place, I feel, doesn't mean it's going to land that way with everybody. And my ears have been so open this year. Every time somebody has challenged me on something, um, I had a conversation recently with a, a good friend. Um, I'd shared something about, I think you might have seen it, um, surround yourself with women who would mention your name in a room full of opportunities. So my friend is non-binary. So that, even though said with good intentions and that friend knowing that I would also mention their name in a room full of opportunity, actually that statement didn't land that way. So that became a long conversation and a lot of understanding on, on my part. And never for a second did I think I would hurt a friend by sharing that but I always say you can't argue with feelings if somebody tells you they've hurt them you've hurt them or that maybe you could have done something better I can't argue with that that's how that person feels and even though you want to say you know I'm nice like you know I'm a a good person well actually people tend to challenge us as well I think when they know that we want to do better which is another reason I've been using my voice more for people who aren't represented as much as I am um, in this industry. And when I do that, I'm very aware that I may get things wrong, very aware, which is why I'm, as I said earlier, I'm I'm sort of trying not to move too quickly through this because I want to be sure that I know enough to to do what I say that I want to do. But every time we look at those values again and we change something or we welcome more people into the space. Um, Just being aware that I'm probably going to get something wrong. And when that happens, I need to listen. Um, And I think you said to me, Sarah, a while ago, you can, because I said to you something about shame and you said, you need to feel shame like it's fine. You can't get rid of it anyway. So you've got to move through shame to to become or, or to learn or to, or to do things um, 
in the way that you want to I guess because feeling shame and just going inward or thinking oh god I've upset somebody and it's awful you've got to feel that to be able to listen and to move forward that's been a really big sort of uh, game changer for me this year as well yeah there's a there's the the choosing into whether the shame is going to um diminish you contract to the point of you know like running away and hiding or feeling it as a way to open up to crack open yeah and you know and to um have yeah uh, an expansion I guess um one of the last week's podcast guest Yemi Penn she spoke about um an analogy of um a I think it was a crab or a lobster where it's um constantly has to so it's got this sort of soft center um and then the shell and as it grows the shell has to break so it sort of cracks open and it grows and it sort of you know grows another (laughs) another shell and we do seem to be as we learn more or or unlearn there's Mm -hmm. this cracking open and that bit the cracking open bit is painful and we sort of we sort of name we name that as we often name that as shame um and it it hurts yeah and I think it's realizing that now that we've cracked open for me anyway now that these cracks are forming all over the place I've got to live this life with these new cracks forming hopefully then being replaced by a new shell but I've got to keep breaking open and I think realizing that even in itself is quite frightening Mm. um because once you're on that journey, you can't, there's only going forward, there's only cracking up and there's only more cracking up. <laughs> so, but hopefully when I'm an old lady, I think, yeah, those it was worth uh, cracking open. <laughs> hopefully not sort of literally, but who knows, but <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Imagine if you could be defined by the amount of the, the number of wrinkles yeah. that you've got. That's how many times you've right. <laughs> yeah. But there is, but there is, but carrying on with that analogy for, for a moment, there is always a balm. You know, there is always a cream that you, a soothing cream to put on, and um, and that comes from yeah, like being in community, from um, from going through life with a sense with a with a light touch to it. You know, not not taking things so personally and seriously um but to yeah to know that we're these this kind of walking imperfection perfect imperfection (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah it is and I think yeah it goes back to that thing about I've just been a people pleaser since I was a kid so it's 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 quite new for me um but it's I don't know how to say this really but having been a people pleaser and having sort of lots of really lovely some deep relationships some superficial in moving forwards and really beginning to use my voice and tell my truth and tr- others' truths as well, the connections I've formed have been so much deeper. So I might not be pleasing as many people sort of in that superficial way, 
but the connections that I have built through listening, through cracking open and then doing something and then cracking open again have, have changed my life. And those connections are, are more than friendships. Um, so there is a lot of beauty in that cracking open and not worrying about people pleasing in that way that means everybody just thinks you're this lovely sort of happy person who bumbles about um so yeah it's been a really interesting year for me I bet for for so many of us for so many of us Um, oh my goodness 20 talk about 2020 vision (laughs) I know I know when will it ever end it's just I know it's um I think some good has come out of it for hopefully for for many of us um and hopefully this new lockdown whilst I know it has serious consequences for for so many people I do hope people do get to breathe um and just be a little bit yeah definitely so in terms of um your business and what Mm -hmm. you do love to hear a little bit more about that so sort of like what you know what are you doing even when lockdown's on uh I mean you're obviously doing your breathing but you know how can people connect with you even when um there isn't uh you're not physically able to take photographs so a little bit about yeah your business and how people can connect with you um would be wonderful marvelous so if you are a photographer you can uh, find us at flock live there's a, a main page so you can get a feel for who we are and what we do and then there's the closed community which you are more than welcome to join no matter where you are on your journey even if you've not started you just it's an idea that's rattling around in your head it's a great time if you've got suddenly now found yourself with more time if you want to learn photography it might be a great time to do that so you can find us at flock live and then um, my photography business is laura wood photography and um, i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram as at our kiddo um is a name that i've had for a long time after watching kill bill and then it just i never changed it and now i'm scared to change it because nobody will know where to find me um but that's where i tend to share sort of most of my personal work and um yeah that's where i do most of my sort of speaking really through my images um and self-portraiture has been a really important important part of my journey and therapeutic so there's some of that going up over there yeah that's where you can find me Laura is there anything else that you feel just take a moment anything else to I don't think just sending love out to the world um and hoping everybody's um doing okay because it's a difficult time but this has been lovely Sarah thank you so much If you would like to find out more about When Women Speak and keep up to date with everything that's going on, then please join our mailing list over on the website, which is www.sgn.com, that stands for When Women Speak Global Network. 